Welcome back to the Killer Bees Nuts. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Here's Joel Blank and that Jeremy Branham guy. He's Blank on Branham. So the reason that I think it's a, a contradiction for the Ben Johnson, Bobby Slowick thing is that we're saying that all the reasons that Bobby Slowick should stay are the same reasons that we're giving Ben Johnson credit for for denying, for turning it down, for going back to Detroit. Well, Bobby Slowick has a franchise quarterback. He's got a young team that's winning a bunch of games. And I understand that a year ago, Ben Johnson was looking at an organization that didn't have a franchise quarterback. Now, they had the number two pick. They had the number 12 pick. If you're the head coach, you can probably leverage that into drafting the quarterback you want. I remember having conversations about the Texans hiring their coach and we were saying that the whoever the Texans hire, they should give the number two pick to the head coach, that whoever they get. If it's an offensive guy, then go get your quarterback. Uh, if it's a defensive guy, go get your defensive player, Will Anderson. Turns out the Texans did both, and thank goodness that they did. But you, like, you bring up the Chargers being a better job right now than the Houston Texans were 365 days ago, which they didn't have Stroud yet. I understand that's revisionist history. I understand that it's hindsight 2020. And if you're looking at the Chargers job of Ben Johnson making the correct decision of not taking another job, waiting out for the Chargers job, well, right now the betting favorite to be the Chargers head coach is not Ben Johnson. It's Jim Harbaugh. So now it's like, oh, is Tennessee a better job than anything that was on the cycle last year? Is Carolina? Well, Carolina was on the cycle last year, and they had the number one pick. Uh, Washington, is that a better job? Is Tennessee a better job than anything was out there? Atlanta could be. Maybe. Like, they have weapons. They don't have QB. Right. How are they going to get QB? They don't have the draft. Like they, they might have the draft capital to trade up. They're not currently positioned right. to take one of the top, the top quarterbacks at the market. So I just don't look – I just don't understand how – and it's not – I'm not pointing my finger at you. But I don't understand how we look at Ben Johnson's coaching decision of – uh, deciding to wait another year as this unbelievable, shrewd chess move. Because the most likely scenario is that he's going to end up with a head coaching job that was very similar to a head coaching job that he could have gotten a, a year ago. And now the Texans job was very fortunate, very lucky. He didn't know it was coming. But if you if he would have taken the job, not that he was ever offered, interviewed once, and I like that they got D'Amico, that would have been the best possible thing for him. So all of these positions that we're looking at now, well, it's terrible. Well, it's awful. Well, look what the Texans did. So how are we saying that Bobby Slowick staying is better than leaving whenever any of these openings could turn into what the Texans just did? It, it could. You're right. But, but at the same time, when you're looking at it, we don't know the man's values. We don't know what all goes into it either. But when you look at it, when we looked at the jobs that were open – like I said, from a Texans perspective alone, it, it, you know they went from the the outhouse to the penthouse in a lot of people's minds in terms of the the overall reputation of everything to do with the organization, from the football players and the coaching, the front office to the ownership to everything around it and about it. But when you look at it from his perspective a year ago, and we don't know if he was ever offered it, but when you look at every one that every job that was out there. There were a whole lot of question marks. And and so when you look at it, you say, if I'm only going to get this one shot, like D'Amico even said, and, and it might be your only shot, well, do I want to go with a volatile owner in Carolina where I already looked at the roster, and it ain't great. And 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 then the fact that to, to get to where you were going with the trade to get the, the guy that you wanted to get, you gave up good players and you gave up really good picks. And so when you, you weigh all those different factors in, yeah, what a difference, however, eight months makes in terms of changing the entire landscape of how good this job looks and, and how great it turned out for D'Amico. And I think D'Amico had a whole hell of a lot, I think we both do, in, in turning it around too. But when I look at it, 
every reputation of the Texans going in was you fired how many coaches, you, you, you screwed everything up, the Easterby thing is another one, the Deshaun thing's another one, the Bill O'Brien's another one. Everybody said Houston Texans and chuckled and thought it was a disaster and a dumpster fire, and everybody that did ratings on the open jobs back then said it was the worst job out there. So when you factor that in... That's kind of the point, though. Like, that's the point. Like, we look at, well, there's no good openings for Slowick, so he shouldn't take them. Well, the Texans were the worst opening last year, and now they're in the playoffs because they hit on the draft and they hit on their head coach. So if you're a really good head coach and you can find that really good quarterback, which all of these openings are capable of doing because they have draft capital. Like, you look at Washington, I believe they have the third pick, uh, so they could go out and find their quarterback. The Chargers have a quarterback. Uh, Tennessee thinks that they might have a quarterback. Well, Will Levis don't really know. We don't know so, if Belichick's like, gone, but he'll have a top three pick. But good coaches can go places and win and, and figure out a way to win. And D'Amico did it. Now, did they hit in the draft? Yeah, absolutely hit in the draft. You need the roster and you need the coaching staff. But, you know, saying that the Texans were the worst opening last year kind of proves the point that you can turn it around quickly. I'm at 55-45 that Slowick leaves. Uh, I think that Bobby Slowick uh, has a 55% chance of leaving. I didn't realize the uh, – I had forgotten about – the relationship with Carthon yep. and Slowick. Now, I don't know if they're boys. Like, a lot of times we say, well, these guys were in the same organization, so they must know each other, and they must like each other, and they must want to work with each other. We don't know. They could hate each other. Like, you don't get along with all your colleagues. You don't get along with everybody that you work with. So, But we assume because they were in the same building that it's this massive tie and connection. I don't know that it is. Perhaps it is. Like, it's something that you can point to. But where I'm at with why I think Slowick's going to go, he's already been requested twice for two different spots, and I understand that they're doing their due diligence, all of these things. But what is the hottest, sexiest coaching tree, offensive scheme that exists in the NFL? It's the Kyle Shanahan tree. Peyton Manning was doing an interview. I forget where he was doing this interview. That if he could play for one head coach right now, who would it be? He said Shanahan because he loves his offense. Look what Slowick is doing with C.J. Stroud, best rookie performance this century in this offense. The most attainable coordinator, offensive mind, because that's what's the intrigue here, because Shanahan's an offensive guy. The most attainable offensive guy from the Shanahan tree, it was without a doubt Bobby Slowick. There is not another coach whoa, whoa, whoa. from – who is it? Mike McDaniels, I'll see it in, in Miami. Is he calling plays? Well, he's not calling plays, but neither did Bobby Slowick with Shanahan. Sure, but Slowick's calling plays. He did it for one plays. year here. And, you and, know, and how did he been, do it? He's, he's done well, but and he's with also a rookie had quarterback. Lumps. Yeah, but I'm just Top saying. Top 10 offense with a rookie quarterback. The guy that you're mentioning in Miami does not call plays. I think it's Smith. That makes, yeah, I yeah. think it is Smith. But, I mean, I'm just saying it's not, it's not that far of a stretch to say there, no, uh, no, there's another saying, Shanahan tree guy out there. No, that, that's not what I said, though. I didn't say that there's not another Shanahan tree. I said the most attractive, most attainable one is Bobby Slowick. Bobby Slowick's more attractive to me than Frank Smith, who's not calling plays. Bobby Slowick groomed the rookie, the best rookie quarterback performance this century. He has had a top 10 offense calling plays. Frank Smith is watching the other guy call offensive plays. So Bobby Slowick, to me, and I think that most like NFL GMs, people that are hiring coaches right now, would look at Bobby Slowick as the most attractive Kyle Shanahan tree offensive mind that they could hire as a head coach. Sure. So that's bullet point one of why Bobby Slowick is super attractive around the league, in my opinion. And I think it's been proven by two interview requests already before the playoffs even begin. The second thing is what I just alluded to. He has helped C.J. Stroud, a rookie quarterback, put together the best rookie quarterback performance this century. And that's probably 99% on C.J. Stroud. 
But if you're somebody that's hiring a head coach that probably is going to also have a young quarterback, aren't you going to be attractive to the guy that's the offensive coordinator for a young quarterback that just put together the best rookie performance in the last century? Yeah, right. I get it, right? Okay, but at the same time, he's not going to be the only guy that's going to be an attractive candidate that's an offensive coordinator with an ingenious mind. The only thing that you can say that Benny Johnson doesn't have that that he's not under the Shanahan tree, but he took the Detroit offense and he took it to another level. And he's done a ton of stuff with a guy that a lot of guys didn't believe in, in Jared Goff. Because you're right. The first my, my first rebuttal on the whole thing was he had C.J. Stroud. Yeah, he gets credit for it, but C.J. Stroud's abilities were the main reason why that and I, I want to believe that in, in most offenses that are modern-day offenses, C.J. Stroud would have had similar success because of who C.J. Stroud is. So, sure. therefore, when you look at the overall big picture and say, look, there are other, other, there's other coordinators that are going to be out there. If you want the saving tree, you got Smith in Miami. If you want a guy that's had a couple of years' success with, with just a complete dumpster fire before that, you, you look at, at, at Johnson and what he did with the Lions. There are other guys out there. Sure. And, and look, and part of the thing is, for me personally – I don't want him to leave, and I want him to make that kind of decision, too, because I want him to continue to build for CJ's sake, for the organization's sake, and maybe for his sake, too. See, I think I think you kind of hit the where the fan base is at right now, is I think that the fan base, because most of them want Slowick back, that they don't want to accept the truth of how attractive Slowick is. And yes, you're like Benny Johnson's probably more attractive. Harbaugh's probably more attractive. I'm not saying that Slowick's the top candidate in this carousel. I'm saying he's the top Shanahan guy in this carousel. And I think the teams are aggressively looking for Shanahan guys. Like one year play caller, like I don't think that that matters. Ben Johnson could have been hired last year. Um, Sean McVay didn't call tons of play. I'm not sure how long he was calling plays in Washington before he went to LA. I don't think it was very long. They hired him as a head coach, the youngest head coach in NFL history, and that worked out for them. So like we've seen, in a modern day of NFL hiring where teams do unprecedented things. Like, hiring a first-year play caller is not that unprecedented. But, and I'm not saying that Sloak's the top candidate, but he has groomed a young quarterback to be the best rookie quarterback we've seen in 25 years. That would be attractive for Tennessee, who has a young quarterback, for Washington, who might be drafting a young quarterback, for the Chargers, who have Justin Herbert. I wouldn't call him a young quarterback already on the second deal, but somebody that you're trying to get the most out of. You mentioned Atlanta, a team that is probably going to try to trade for a quarterback or bring one in. The Patriots, another one that's going to draft a quarterback. So if you're in this young quarterback business and you're trying to give that young quarterback everything they can to succeed, there's intrigue in Bobby Sloak. And again, I'm not saying this is a slam dunk that Bobby Sloak leaves. I'm at 55% that he's gone. That's hardly a slam dunk. That's just, I think he's going to go barely, barely. But it has increased from where I, were, where I was last week. It's the sexiest offense in the NFL. Everybody wants a Shanahan guy. I think Slowick is the most attractive one because he's called offensive plays already this year. Top 10 offense, rookie quarterback. Uh, signs to me are pointing that he leaves. Yeah, and I think that you know you could throw Smith in the mix because Smith is slow like a year ago. Smith is under the Shanahan. He didn't, he's done everything but call plays. But he's in that that explosive everybody talks about Shanahan Mike McDaniel offense that has been unbelievable in Miami too. To where he's going to look, and if the Chargers are cheap, it's a trend. Yeah, it is a trend. But and especially if the Chargers are cheap and they don't want to go and pay the money to Harbaugh or they don't want to go, the Chargers are a team that probably goes after Smith and says, hey, guess what? We're getting a Shanahan guy. We're getting a guy that hasn't called plays. We can probably get him for less money because he's not Harbaugh that's going to demand a price coming off a natty. And we're going to get a guy like that. But I think that there's a lot of attractive candidates. Sure. And I really believe Sloak deserves to be getting these interviews. But I also think that it is worth 
for, from his standpoint, it is worth making sure he doesn't jump quickly because he's going to have plenty of opportunity. I also can't be mad at a guy for quadrupling his salary. No, it, I like, get it. It's a lotto ticket. If Smith is interesting because he, like, his first taste of the Shanahan trees whenever he came with McDaniel. So, like, is that his style? Like, I, I don't know. Like, we haven't seen him call plays. We have no idea. What would you put? I put mine at 55% that Bobby Sloan gets hired this cycle. Where are you at with it? I honestly feel, and maybe it's just my gut feeling that I feel there's a, a deeper connection with him and with D'Amico and with CJ that I'm going to go 60-40 he stays. Okay, so you're at 60. Uh, that he's, So you're 40% that he leaves. I'm yep. at 55% that he leaves. Where are you at, Houston? 713-780-ESPN. HRMP listener line, 713-780-3776. Also on the other side, I, I've loved two statements that we've seen from Kirby this week. One from the head coach, one from the general manager. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Informed opinions are oftentimes presented here. You're locked in with the Killer Bees on 97.5 and 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Joel Blank and Jeremy Brennan. Texans are back in the playoffs this Saturday. ESPN 97.5 Texans postgame show after the Texans playoff game. Is that redundant? Uh, Texans postgame show after the Texans playoff game? No, I mean... I think you have to – no. Well, we need maybe. Judge Joe. Uh, I think he wrote it, though, so I know which side he's going to vote on. No matter how much time is left in the game, we'll get the post-game show of the Texans playoff game. Started at 6.30. Win or lose, tune into ESPN 97.5 and twitch.tv slash ESPN 97.5 for instant reaction. Michael Connor, and guess who's co-hosting that show? God, let me go out on the blue. Would it be someone related to the bull in some way or another, like a bullpen, like a Joe George? That's right. Joe George gets videos when he's on the show for one day, and Joe George gets to host the Texans postgame show after the Texans postseason game coming up on uh, on Saturday, Saturday afternoon. I have a viewing predicament that I'm going to run by you guys on Friday. Uh, 713-780-ESP. We'll get to the uh, two statements that I like coming from Kirby this week a little bit later. Too much meat on the bone here for this Bobby Slowick stuff, though. Uh, 55% that uh, he leaves, in my opinion. Blankers is at 45. Joaquin, you're at 40. 40 40 that he leaves. I I thought 40. I have no idea why I said 45. I had a fart there. Uh, Alex says 35% that he goes. Joaquin says he left. Actually, that's not the Joaquin one I was looking for there. Joaquin says, bottom line, if he gets an offer, he's gone. That's my point. Like, we forget. Like, is everybody, oh, he's got CJ Stroud. He's got a top 10 offense. He's got 10 wins. He loves D'Amico. He loves Houston. Okay, well, if. Team A says, here's $10 million, here's our top three pick, here's five years guaranteed, will you take that? Yeah, he's probably going to take that. He's one good offer away from leaving, and that's all it takes. Yeah, but you have to get those things, and we don't know how negotiations go. We don't. Right, because I got to believe a first year, you know, from the standpoint of last year with Ben Johnson, I got to believe a first year opportunity to have a, be a head coach. I don't know how long he was even OC. One year, I think. Vinny? Yeah, yeah. Vinny was a one-year play yeah. caller. So I don't think any organization is going to give him five years and $10 million a year. It depends year. on the demand. It depends on the man and the desperation now, for the hottest offensive coordinator from the hottest scheme going in the NFL. Because I'm all about the discussion. The Seahawks odds just came out of Vegas. And and Slowick is third at 6-1. to one. Is he? Ben Johnson is fifth at 8-1. to one. Hold on, what did you say? So Ben Johnson's odds are lower than Slowick for the Seattle job. Yeah, that, that tells me that Ben Johnson's probably a huge favorite for another job, though. 
That's probably what that but tells me. But Dan Quinn, who's been in Seattle before, is like the slam dunk. That would make sense. Yeah, Dan Quinn won and then Vrabel too. I wonder if that's why they got rid of Carroll's because we need Quinn so bad. Uh, Uncle Barney says, I think it's 75% Bobby leaves. Nepotism there on my side. He doesn't have the personality to turn down any head coaching offer. His confidence is through the roof. I hadn't thought about it from that angle. Uh, would you agree with Uncle Barney's statement there that he doesn't have the personality because his confidence is through the roof to turn down a head coaching offer? I think I think it's legit to, to, to consider that being a possibility. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with his confidence. Now it's not like cockiness though. See, it's but, more yeah, of like I don't a know how you can be certainty cocky of himself because of the fact that you haven't had like a stellar no glitch season. Either. Come on, it takes it doesn't take that much for a person to get cocky and arrogant. No, but he also doesn't come across in his press conferences and anything else as a me guy and a and a. No, but know. it's it's more of a. I would say it's more of just a, a like a, a sh, like a confidence in himself. Like I don't think he's arrogant. I don't think he's cocky. But he does sound like he's sure of. I himself. think no matter what Kyle was in his career, Kyle Shanahan came across as overly confident. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. I so, think Bobby's is a softer confidence. Right. Exactly. And so I think that maybe he believes that his day's coming and he is he is built for that at some point. But I don't think he's going to basically claim all the success for himself and go. I'm taking. I'm taking a gig because that's what I'm supposed to do. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. Let's go out to the HRMP listener line. Patrick, you're in the hive with the bees. What's up, Patrick? Hey guys, uh, love the show and all. Uh, I honestly think it's probably around a seventy five twenty five that he actually stays. Seventy five saying he does stay. I just don't think that there's a ton of coaching jobs open. But, I mean, I don't think a lot of these general managers are owners like the Patriots. I don't see someone like Robert Kraft going to hire a first-year play caller. And so uh, that's just my take on it. I can see the Panthers also going after him, though. And it'd be hard to turn down that money, but the Panthers are always going to be a dumpster fire. I'll hang up and uh, listen. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, Pat. Like, understand, like the, the Panthers are a dumpster fire. But let's say, like, Bobby Slowick. We're, I don't think he was responsible for C.J. Stroud, but part of Bobby Slowick's going to be like, hey, I helped C.J. Stroud. Now let me go help the other rookie quarterback. Or from one that of the three, class. right? Because you could go to Tennessee you and help Tennessee. Levis. And that's, that's the one that I'm interested <clears throat> in because of the Carthon factor. Correct. I don't know their relationship. I just know they work together in San Francisco, and I don't know if, like, to me, Slowick would have to like Levis to take that job. Yeah. Same thing with Carolina. He'd have to like Bryce Young to take that job. And they were their paths were directly lined up. They were there the same year and they left the same year. But you're right. You don't know. We don't know internally like how close they were. But at least there's a relationship you you have to believe to where Carthon can say, hey, look, I want to talk to this guy because not only do I know the guy, so I know he's legit. I know that, you know, he knows his stuff and I know whatever I know about him. And then I also know what he did with a young quarterback to believe that I got a guy that kind of fits a mold where maybe he thinks he can work with him too. Now there's seven openings in the NFL, if I can count to seven, right? Like that's 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 a decent amount. Like that's not that's not this very small. Now some of those like you figure Harbaugh's going to get a job, you think Vrabel would, you think Belichick would if he if the Patriots move on. Uh so maybe they get sucked up quickly. Like if Quinn's a slam dunk in Seattle, well that's pretty much just off the board. But that's not a small number. 7 of 32 is not a small number. No. So I, I wouldn't say because there's you're, not enough openings. You're just short shy of a quarter of the league is open. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the cons are to to Slowick 
Like, one, he's got to want to move. We know that. But the cons of, like, if you're a hiring manager and you're looking to hire a head coach in the NFL this cycle, the cons are that he's done it for one year. The cons are how much of it was C.J. Stroud. The pros of it are he's the hottest coordinator with the hottest scheme. Both of those together. Like, that's, that's um, something that they go hand in hand. Because Benny Johnson's a better candidate. Like, we, we think that he's a better candidate. But he doesn't well, run that Shanahan he had, scheme. He called plays for two years, and he had yeah. two good years. Right, but we're talk- I'm talking specifically about Slowick's. Like, what are the pros of hiring a Bobby Slowick? He's from the Shanahan tree. He's calling plays where he's top ten in the NFL. And he did it all with a rookie quarterback and helped that rookie quarterback put together the best rookie quarterback season in 25 years. That's super attractive, especially for a lot of the openings that are out there. I think that's super attractive for Washington, who might be drafting a quarterback. The Chargers, perhaps it would be because they have a really good quarterback in Herbert. Atlanta, because you think they might trade for a quarterback. I could totally see that. Seattle, I don't really see that as a fit. Carolina, Carolina makes a lot of sense to me if they can't get Benny Johnson. Why? Because they have to fix Bryce Young. And if you're looking to fix Bryce Young, how do you fix Bryce Young? Offensive mind, really good scheme, and a guy who has experience with young quarterbacks. Well, you have to also look at where are they cap-wise, where are they pick draft picks-wise. We know Carolina gave up a lot to get to one. Mm-hmm. I don't know where their cap situation is because I was going to say the other thing that when you're, you're talking about all of this in, in, in why he's attractive is he also didn't have a stellar offensive line all year. He didn't, have, he didn't have a stud running back because the one that you thought he had was basically out of a job because of a guy you brought in off the street. We thought that the receivers in the room at the start of the year were one of the two worst receiver rooms in the league, and yet he he made Tank Dell Tank Dell. He found a way to, to resurrect Robert him. Woods. He well, but you're, <laughs> I agree with that. But he also, I'm just talking about positives. He 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 found something in Noah Brown and turned him into a couple of big games. Like, yeah. So look, there's positives with him, but yeah, he did do that to Tank Dell. He did have some stinkers against Carolina, against the Jets, against teams that you would think that they should Atlanta, the teams that they should beat. So yeah, I mean he's he's a, he's a, think, obviously a hot hot name. Think about it from like last year's perspective as the Texans. Like if the Texans hired a co- an OC, a play caller that or maybe even like the, like a he's defense been Johnson a year ago. Yeah, but like you went from being a bottom third offense, and now he has the Texans in the top ten. If the Texans a year ago hired an offensive mind that turned the worst offense in the NFL into a top ten offense, everybody would be over the moon. Like that's an easy sell to the fan base. Oh well, look at this offensive wizard, top ten. Uh, whenever they were thirty second in offense the year before, rookie quarterback had a great season. Like. That's the allure of Bobby Sloak. 713-780-3776. Back out to the HRP listener line. Ross, you're in the hive of the bees. What's up? Hey, how you guys doing? Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Uh, shout out to U of H, even though they lost yesterday. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. Um, yeah, no, so, I mean, obviously, I'm about 65, 35 that Sloak ends up believing, and here's why. Um, <clears throat> there have been his- historical uh, moments where you know, coordinators leave, they become a coach, and whether they they do well or not, um, you know, ultimately they're secure one way or another because we'll have, look at Josh McDaniel, right? He was a great OC for a long time, became a coach, um, wasn't so great as a coach, became an OC again, then he got another coaching opportunity. So who's to say that he won't leave right now, milk, milk uh, the opportunities that he has now, um, depending on whether he does well or not, he either stays or he doesn't, uh, based on his based off his performance on the next team he may or may not go to. Um, and then he might get rehired as an OC again, right? Because he still has that yeah. offensive mindset, as you guys keep saying, that he comes off the Shanahan tree. Also, another thing to consider is 
what if he does, as you guys mentioned earlier, he, he just kind of, you know, goes through the interview process to kind of get a feel, but then he considers uh, coaches that are on the hot seat for next year, right? Like, depending on how well Buffalo does and how Pittsburgh does, they those might be attractive jobs looking forward for next year as well. So I'll go ahead and hang up and uh, get your take on all that. Appreciate it, Ross. That, uh, the Ross brings up the interesting part of it, too. Like, what is the exit plan? Because, like, every good business mind has an exit plan if things don't go right. Bobby Slowick's exit plan, if he got fired as a head coach, is what? He's a hotshot offensive coordinator again. He's right back the where Shanahan he left. Tree. Right. Like, he, he wouldn't be out of work. Like, him failing as a head coach might cost him another opportunity to be a head coach. Like, a lot of these guys get one chance and one chance forever. But what would he be falling back into? He'd be falling back into his current position that he currently has. Plus, this colleges isn't all are or nothing. always looking to be newfangled as well. There's going to be other jobs for him. Yeah, I get that. that he's right. And I mean, I appreciate Ross calling. He just got off the air. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN HRP uh, listener line. All right, so we did a Texans will be this good lunch bet early in the year, where three of us kind of played a bid game, scoring defense, blah 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 blah. Uh, we settle that bet. We make good on that bet when we come back. Killer bees ESPN ninety seven five ESPN ninety two five. Welcome back, Houston. These guys missed you over the last break. It's the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. He's blank, I'm Branham. So we played at this uh, Texans will be this good bid game. Second annual uh, Texans will be this good bid game. Next year, if we do it for a third year, we're going to have to get a creative name. Texans will be this good bid game. Uh, just doesn't sound great. I don't think. I don't think it sound, I don't like it the way it rolls off the tongue. But anyways, we played five different con, uh, five different you know statistical categories: scoring defense, scoring offense, passing yards, rushing yards, and then draft position, final draft position, which I thought the most of the Houston Texans because I won that bid. It's true. Proof's in the pudding. Let the record state that. Uh, let's start off with the scoring defense. Joe won this bid with a top twenty-three. Houston Texans defense, which I believe that they finished in the top 20, right? Yeah, I think it was it was pretty tight. Like, it was not... At one point in the season, when we did the first check-in, they were in, like, top 15, I think it was. Yeah, their defense wasn't that good early. And, in fact, they were more bend but don't break than anything else. So, the Texans defense this year... Trying to pull it up quickly here. I'm, I know that it was top 20, but the overall defense... We're using yards per game, right? Not points per game. What? Yeah, it's always total defense is always yards per game. Is that game. what we did when we did this? Their yards per game were actually 14th. I'll be honest with you. I think when I did the prediction, I did this based on points. Well, their points allowed were 11th. You, oh, okay. win the, you win any, like I didn't realize they got up that high. They were top 14 in defense when they started off poor, and they finished top 11 in points allowed. So you win that one easily. Easily. Top 23 uh, defense for the Houston Texans. So you're 1-0, and we're both 0-1, right? I believe that's how it works, yes. Yeah, so Joe starts off with a 1-0 and record. Uh, Blankers and I now 0-1. Loser of this bet has to buy lunch. That was the stakes, if I don't remember. Not that we have Correct. to get stakes for each other. Just the stakes was a lunch bet. Scoring- well, you lost the uh, college football one, too. I forgot to tell you that. College football? Yeah, we did a college football what draft. What are you talking oh, yeah. about? Yeah, you got smoked. Okay. Did I? Yeah, pretty bad. So you, was that a coffee one or that a lunch one? That was a coffee. One? It's a coffee one. Well, I already, you already took my coffee. So we're even. So, so now you're blankers of coffee? blankers of coffee. All right. You take a lot of uh, was that a Parma lunch or Frappuccino. I think that one, I think it was, I think it was it coffee. I want to say it was lunch because it was season long. I thought long. it was lunch. I think, no, maybe it is lunch. I think we do lunch with season long best. Okay. So this is a lunch. Yeah. So I think it is. A, it was a lunch. So I owe you guys lunch. Okay. All right. So I already owe you guys a lunch. Can, how, I can't win this one. I don't think you can because you didn't win any bids. 
No, yeah. you can win it if, if we were wrong. Like, like, the next one scoring offense, I predicted the Texans to finish top 27. If I were to be wrong on that, that means oh, I would be 0-1 and, and y'all would uh, be 1-0. Uh, uh, oh. Now, I was not wrong on that one. Scoring offense for the Houston Texans. What a steal. What a steal this was. I got the Houston Texans at a top 27 scoring offense at the start of the season. Now, Bobby Slowick's offense was a little bit better at moving the football than scoring points. Like, they finished number 12 in uh, yards per game. And in points per game, they finished 13th. So a little better at moving the ball than scoring, uh, but still comfortably in the top 27. So I win that one. I'm now 1-1. One one. Joe loses that one. He's 1-1, one and, one, and now Blanker's 0-2. Oh the next one was passing yards. Joe, Joe got this at top 25. Passing yards. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable yeah. still by Joe George. The Texans finished 13th in passing yards in the NFL. So Joe wins that one. Joe's now 2 and 1. I'm 1 and 2. Blankers is 0 and 3. The next one is rushing yards. I remember when we did our um I think we looked at this in the middle of the season to kind of check in, see how it was going. The Texans were not very good in this category. I want to say they're like bottom 5 in the NFL. But then you move Motor to RB1. You made Devin Singletary your top running back. The Houston Texans finished by averaging 97 yards on the ground, which is good for the 22nd best rushing offense. I had them at top 25. I barely win that category. Barely win that category. So now I'm 2-2. Two and two. Joe's 2-2. Two and two. Blankers is an unwinning 0-5? 0-4? 0-4. And then the final one was draft position, which... We, we, this one reversed. We started with, I think the Texans will have the first pick of the draft. I think the Texans will have the second pick of the draft. I thought the most of the Houston Texans. I thought so highly of the Houston Texans that I said that they're not going to have a top three pick in the draft. Neither of you guys would outbid that. Neither of y'all would outbid that. So let the record show that I thought the most of the Houston Texans mm. than you guys, because y'all wouldn't outbid that. Um, but I do lose this draft position category. So the final results, Joe George with a 3-2 and two record is our winner. Congratulations to Joe. Uh, Branham finishes 2-3 and three and Blankers with that last category because he had no faith in the Houston Texans to outbid sure my didn't. top three bet. Finishes with a 1-4 and four record. So Blankers... Uh, how does it? Does he owe both of his lunch or just you lunch? You know, I don't really know if we thought that far ahead. Yeah. So I lost. I lost the college bet. Yes. And then Blankers lost that bet. Why don't uh, you and I split the dime on like a lunch later this week? Fine. By the and, way, uh, um, now I have Thursday, to tell you guys about be, something. That'd be Thursday. Wait, what? Um, Sounds bad. Because I, I made a wager for the show today. I know Joel's aware of it. I'm aware of it. I don't know how I feel about this. Um. Now, so if if you don't agree to it, I I will just buy half. beard and Connor lunch mm-hmm. if we lose. Uh, but we have the Bulls winning tonight over the Rockets. Uh, losing show gets a lunch bet. Hmm. So if the Rockets lose tonight, it's in Chicago. Yeah. It's in Chicago. So if the Rockets lose tonight, we get lunch from from Chick Fil A from Connor and Beard. Bulls are favored by four, four and a half. half. It's straight up. Rockets no, don't play well on the road. Nope. The only problem is no Levine, no Vooch. Oh, Levine. They're still favored by four and a half? Yeah. Because they're better without Levine. So is Andrew not a part of this? No, Andrew is, yeah. I mean, I'll take it. I mean, I, I'm not going to pass up the value. I, I just, want the Rockets to win, but if they're favored by four and a half and they're giving us a straight up bet, I'm not passing on value. I'm, I'm, I do not pass up on value. That's what. That's the sharp play. Sharp play is a straight up whenever a team's favored by four and a half. Yeah, I'll, I'll, 
I'll ride with you guys. Yeah, I just, I'll tell. I wasn't. I got forced into it, and I agreed to it without consulting you guys. I was He's like, management. That's why he can do those. So Chick Fil A. No, no, they did push to Chipotle, and I was like, I can't sign off on buying three people Chipotle without the approval of you two. So the Chipotle sounds good if it's after the show because before the show we might have some issues. So it's very me, true. Yeah. I'm really on board with that I, being I, a possibility. I really don't want to catch E. Coli before I go on the air. It's fair, but it's Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A was the final. E. Coli or E. Coli? I don't know. E. Collie is a dog or a co- dog collar? And E. Coli is. I don't think an E. Collie is a dog. A Collie is. Yeah. A, a, co- a Collie is, not E. Collie. <laughs> so you pronounce that E. Coli? Mm-hmm. E. Coli. I had yeah. no idea. How do you pronounce Listeria? Is that also the same I, know, I think right. you got that one right. You got that one right. I got That's that one good. Right. There, there we go. I won't mention Blanker's grammar in the rundown. Never spells You any get words on the grammar right. and I get on the. Pre- <laughs> then I'll start getting on more pronunciation. I mispronounce words and Blanker's misspells words. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, the gap there. Uh, so do we get to pick whatever we want from Chick Fil A? Like a val- like a value menu? Like go, I can get a spicy chicken. Can I get a thirty large. Piece? I, think I think you get a combo. Meal. Like a normal on. Like I can I can upsize it though, right? I get the large fry and the large. Yeah, why coat. not? Why okay. can't I get a thirty piece? Connor and Beard have big money. I'm sure. Yeah. It stinks that I'm pulling for the Bulls to beat the Rockets. Tonight. Sorry. Yeah, I don't like that I – I mean, I can't pass the value, but I don't like that I'm betting against the Rockets. for So I guess that we can't bring you lunch tomorrow. Is this happening tomorrow? Uh, that, and are they going no. – Okay, there's a lot of logistics I'm wondering about now. Like, Sorry. When are they bringing in this food? They I think they're going to – That's the problem. I feel like they're going to have to like, almost like Uber Eats it. They're going to have to Uber Eats it. Like, yeah. I'm not, I don't want them to pick up lunch on their way in no, and we exactly. have it sitting around Good for point. four that's hours. That's a problem. Yeah, so when, when do Blankers and I pick up our lunch? Uh, whatever you, you guys want. Since you won both bets and we lost – Individually, each. Whatever you guys want. What do you? What kind of food? Because we want? pushed, right? Because you won the no. Well, you. That's why you guys are splitting a, a lunch for the three yeah, of us. Fine. Yeah, that's split. Fine. What do you want? The burger place downstairs. It's pretty good. I've never tried it. Really? Yeah, I've never tried. Do it. Do you like burgers? Sure. Ketchup on the burgers. Yeah, of course. And they have chicken the sandwiches. I think they have good fries and hot dogs, too, don't they? Yeah, they do. So uh, I'll CJ take. Stroud I'll take there. care of it, and then you can Venmo me the money. I'll bring cash, whatever. <laughs> so you think Blankers uses Venmo? No. no my wife. I, I, my, I just, my wife Venmo. I wanted to see do. the response. I mean, like, I mean, there's other forms. But like, I was like, Venmo and Joel don't feel like they I mix saw, very I well. saw that place downstairs, like, giving uh, a lot of love from, like, social media influencers that, that are foodies. Like, oh, they, really? they mentioned, like, one of the top. I can't remember no, who No, apparently it was. Because it was, it was this a top is a, five burger joint. This is a new location. They, they moved here. I think it was. They, I think they said they moved here during the pandemic. Oh, really? But, like. Wherever else they were before, like yeah, it's a top five burger in Houston. Okay, so let's you want you go with burger, you sure. go with burgers. Sure. Okay, I guess we can't do that tomorrow, and we can't do it Friday. So maybe Monday, Monday, get the order. I'll, I'll go confirm down there. with uh, Connor and Beard what the plan is for what they say. I'll, I'll communicate to you. Okay, guys. well if we don't get it tomorrow, then I can just get the bur- we can I'll get the burger you're tomorrow. About, you're settling. We're settling up with Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Settle with Joe. So we'll we'll get lunch tomorrow. Either we're getting it for you, Joe, for the three of us, or. The uh, oh, we're getting it for them. Show. Yeah. Oh yeah, we might be getting it for them too. Yeah, you need to set up. Uh, yeah, I had my heart set on like a thirty piece from Chick Fil A. Yeah, you mean Beard wanted us to order. Beard wanted the bet to be one hundred and twenty chicken nuggets from McDonald's that the three of us have to eat during the show. We could do it. Hundred and I wish it was Chick Fil A instead uh, of McDonald's. I say one thirty. I'm a moron. One twenty. I was about to say. I don't know why. Twenty piece. Why would you go to one thirty? I mean, I it's know. doable. It's just not. Each sensical. of us eat forty nuggets. We could do that. I'm not. I'm out. <laughs> I don't know if I could do 40. I don't want really? to do this at all. I don't know if I could. I think I could, but I have zero desire I to. I could do it. Yeah, I was going to say, if they're Chick-fil-A nuggets, it's a different story. And then Beard wanted to do that stupid hot chip challenge. Yeah, that's not happening. Not doing it. This is what happens whenever you allow morons to go on the radio. 
Because like, we used to make, we, we made beer to eat a hot. did it here. Why are we doing oh, these sort of things? I wasn't here for that, but I saw it. What a it cheap took way like, to get almost twenty four hours. hours. It was a long, long, long recovery. Yeah, lunch is fine. I don't want to do no yeah. hot hot chip challenge. I agree. It, the killer bees are sophisticated. We're sophisticated. We're not going to do these little, you know, terrible hot chip challenges. We eat well. <laughs> we don't do that. Uh, but we're not doing hot chip challenge. We're not going to stuff ourselves until we feel awful. Like, we're not BK. We're not doing that. All right, 713-780-ESPN. Get your nominations in for the car wreck of the day. What are the car wrecks of today? Brought to you by CarWreckTexas.com. 713-780-3776. Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. Look, it is basketball season. We just made a basketball bet, unbeknownst to me. Uh, but if, you, uh, if you're in the market for a basketball goal, you should be. It makes great presents for your kids. Uh, if you're a basketball lover, you want to shoot some hoops, you can do that with Pro Dunk Hoops. And they make the highest quality basketball goals, too. Don't settle for the cheap stuff. Don't settle for the stuff you can get at the big box stores that probably going to break down in a month. You know, sometimes driving around the neighborhood, I see these goals laying on their side, the rims busted up, the backboard screwed up a lot of times with holes. And I live in a pretty good spot, I think. Get the goals from Pro Dunk. You can rely on them. You can count on them. They bring up the property value of your home. Tempered glass backboard, it's great. Uh, stainless steel hardware. Breakaway rim, too. It's a breakaway rim because you can throw down some jams. You can lower it anywhere from Five feet to ten feet, height adjustable, and the new innovation from Pro Dunk Lightning Adjust. They have a basketball goal called Thor Lightning Adjust. It's the first and only hoop available with drill powered height adjustment. You can go from five feet to ten feet under ten seconds with the squeeze of a trigger. It's simple. Even I can do it. So get Thor, get Lightning Adjust, get a goal from Pro Dunk. Hoops. You can order everything, including professional insulation online. Yeah, the pros of ProDunk. Professionally install your goal. Perfect height. Perfectly straight. You don't do a thing. Let the pros at ProDunk do all of the work for you. Give them a call at 281-351-9822 and visit ProDunk.com. That's ProDunk.com. Uh-huh. You all right? <laughs> My leg's broken. The bone's coming through. Let me see. This is the Car Wreck of the Day brought to you by CarWreckTexas.com. This isn't a car wreck. We're giving away third eye blind tickets. We mentioned this at the start of the show. We're giving away third eye blind tickets at some point today. So we hope that you've been staying with us. You never know when the killer bees are going to drop something on you. You never know when the killer bees are going to give something away. So you've got to be listening all the time. The American rock band from San Francisco, Third Eye Blind, is coming to Houston for their 2024 Summer of God's Tour. Join Third Eye Blind with Yellow Card in Arizona on August 3rd. Cynthia Woods Mitchell, uh, Cynthia Woods Mitchell Pavilion, presented by Huntsman. Caller 5 to 713-780-3776. Wins a pair of tickets to see the show. Tickets go on sale this Friday at LiveNation.com. So Third Eye Blind, Yellow Card, Arizona, August 3rd, Cynthia Woods, Mitchell Pavilion. You won't want to miss it. Uh, tickets go on sale again this Friday at LiveNation.com. All right, our Car Wreck of the Day presented by CarWreckTexas.com. Your nominees, 713-780-3776. Alex is nominating Joe for our car wreck of the day, which is on brand. Uh, Alex nominating Joe for making bets without consulting Joe and Jersey first. Change your name. Uh, Alex is now being nominated for car wreck of the day for calling me Jersey. And he knows you. And he knows me. Yeah, I think all these people know me, though. No, but I'm saying, you know, just spelling and otherwise, but he personally knows you, too. So Joe has been nominated for making bets without consulting you and I. He also has been nominated himself for spelling my name Jersey. 
and not Jeremy. Oso car wreck of the day, Dr. Branham. It is, how do you say it? Is it E. coli or E. coli? E. coli? Uh, Dr. Branham, it is E. coli fear mongering. So I've been nominated for the car wreck of the day. Uh, what are you nominating for our car Pepe Le Pew, Amy the Skunk. Oh, okay. For firing Vrabel? Not only just firing Vrabel, because there was a rumor out there that she might do it, but the explanation behind it and then trying to spin it into, you know, don't want to be last on the coaching list and, and, you know, how long it would take to try and trade Vrabel as if she just, and and all the stuff she said in that ridiculously force-fed with pre-written questions uh, video that came out on the the Twitter too, she's an idiot. I love that the Tennessee Titans organization's in turmoil. I love that the, nothing good is happening for them. I think Vrabel's a good coach. Mike Vrabel has not been very good for the last two and a half years. Mike Vrabel's won six and five games in the last two seasons. I want to say that his record in like the last 30, that wouldn't make sense. Maybe it's his last 35 games or something like that. It's like 9 and 26. Like, there's been so much outcry and outrage for a coach that in the last two and a half years has had a poor win-loss record. Well, but it also wasn't all his fault either because he wanted to keep A.J. Brown and he wanted to do things a certain way and then he got into a... Did he want to keep A.J. Brown? Oh, do we yeah, know that? Are we on the record to know that? Uh, I've seen it in multiple places that he wanted to keep A.J. Brown and Carthon did not. Well, and, it wasn't Carthon that made the trade. Or the former GM did not and that he was ticked off and that wherever he ends up, that's going to factor into that he wants a say in yeah. like, personnel. Now, fair, fair point. At the same time, he's won nine games in the last two and a half years. Like the outcry and outrage over Vrabel being fired is is. I'm just too saying the much way she handled me. it. It's a it's everything she does. Is a I joke. think it's stupid that they didn't try to trade him. Like how do right. you how do you not? Well, it's because they don't want to wait. Yeah, they don't want to wait. It's gonna be hard. Well, spend some money, hire a head coach, and wait anyways, and pay a couple of coaches for two months while you're trying to trade Mike Vrabel. I think it was cheap. I think it was not. I thought it, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. At the same time, Mike Vrabel has not been very good in the video? Two years. There's I no, didn't watch the video, no. There is no doubt that that dude doing the <laughs> interviewing had all the questions written for him. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was very, very, very doctored, or at least staged. staged yeah. And these are the questions. You already know the answer. Uh, Joseph G., thank you for texting the, uh, the show, that. Joe George. Uh, Branham, car wreck of the day for the false start on the ad read. Hey, we're not always going to hit 1,000. We're not going to get base hits every time. We're going to screw up. Uh, 0426 nominating Branham. I'm getting picked on him. I return to work. Uh, Mustafa, car wreck of the day. Good pull, good pull good from early in the show. What was his name? Mufasa? Yes. His name is Mufasa. Yeah. I call him Mus- I ruined a good reference there of Musafa. And then we didn't re-reference it when we talked about sibling rivalries. Yeah. Well, they're not real siblings. They're not? They're, they're not DNA siblings. No. Mufasa and Scar are not siblings? Nope. Nope. I didn't know that. I learned that. So it's uh, like Kane and Undertaker. They're brothers, but they're not blood brothers. Kane and Undertaker weren't blood brothers? I think that was always clear. I didn't know that. It's not clear now. I didn't I know they that. Are. <laughs> it seems I'm, like there's a lot of... I not here today. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're wrestlers, so there's that. There's the part that it's not real. It so. is real. It's real to me. <laughs> yeah, but apparently one. apparently, there's something like whenever you have... There's, there can't be like more than one alpha in the pride, and that Disney, in the sake of accuracy, made it... They dropped in like a very subtle one-liner that made it clear that Musafa... Mufasa. 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 I don't know Disney. I don't know names. That Mufasa and Scar were not DNA blood relatives. At one point, you do see Scar eating out of Mufasa's skull. Not you know, not eating out of it, but it's uh, his skull is like in the background. 
How does that have anything to do with them being related? No, I'm just pointing it out. Great people don't know. to point out right before movie. dinner, Joe. Lion King's a great movie. First movie I ever saw in theater. Want to reference Hannibal or anything? No, because okay. this is a kid's movie. I saw the toy, I saw the Lion King play. Pretty good. Usually pretty good. Joseph G. also says, do y'all not report on Saban? We don't report. We're not media members on the show. We give our opinion because we're in we the opinion the business. As as we and it. we're creators, influencers, and sports entertainers. Yeah, we spent like 20 minutes on yeah, it, Nick Saban. Thanks for listening. Uh, what are you nominating? I'm nominating the refing in the Lakers-Nets game. Terrible officiating. You mean the the Raptors game? Raptors game. Yeah. Yeah, Lakers-Raptors game. I wrote down Nets. I don't know why. We can nominate that for Car Wreck of the Day. At least I didn't misspell it. No. <laughs> that that was brutal. Twenty three foul shots in the fourth quarter alone for the Lakers. Yeah, I love the uh, the tirade afterwards. Darko's also, rant was very very good. I also like the fact that he didn't know Scotty Barnes' last name. He goes, Scotty looks at his box score, Barnes. He and he said he's going to be name. like a superstar, face of the uh, franchise. How much did he find? Fifty uh, k. What are you putting it at? I think I think maybe seventy five. Okay, you take your prices. Writing me. All right, it's going to do it. What's winning? Our car wreck of the day. Mufasa. That's fine. I can, I'll take the L on that. I'll concede defeat. That was poor. All right, Musafa. Car wreck of, not me, Musafa. I think I butchered the name there. Car wreck of the day goes to me. Car wreck of the day. Car wreck, uh, car wreck Texas.com. Does it for us. Thanks to Joe George for doing all the hard work. He's blank on Brandon. You can catch more of Joe George right now. Best hour of radio. The bullpen next on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. ESPN 97.5.